My name is Jamie Serafi, founder and creative director of Cool Choir, a group of non-auditioned adult rock and pop choirs in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Welcome to our Cool Choir podcast, Cool Chats, profiling the personal stories of some of our members across the city. You can find more information on Cool Choir at coolchoir.com or by following us on our public Facebook page by searching Cool Choir. Thank you for listening. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 10 of the Cool Choir Cool Chats podcast. Now if you're wondering why my voice sounds a little bit different to usual, maybe a bit hazy, we're actually recording this through a computer which is a first for me using one of the many popular platforms that everybody else seems to be using at the world in the world at the moment during this terrible pandemic that's going on on this day 17th of April 2020. However I'm here to lift your spirits with one of my beautiful and highly valued choir members who's going to be chatting with us today through the computer and this is Svetlana Bidikova. Have I pronounced that correctly Svetlana? Hello, hello everybody. Yes, Jamie, you pronounced it perfectly, so that's great. Even though my last name is not easy to pronounce, but you did perfect. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm very happy to say hello from everybody from uh, my house. <laughs> and wh- which part of the city do you live in, Svetlana? We live in the west, in Aspen, Aspen area. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm still getting to know Calgary because I've only been here, uh, well, roughly about four and a half years at this point in time. It'll be five years uh, in August, which, uh, from what I understand, is uh, <laughs> a lot less time than you yourself have been here in Canada and uh, you know I, I know that you have um, quite an interesting story to tell us a little bit about uh, you know how you came to live in Canada um, but before we get to that I have to say um, we're going to just quickly have a quick chat about the choir because as I said at the beginning one of our highly valued choir members how long have you been singing in the choir? Uh, from the very very beginning uh, when it was uh, starting I think I joined second or third week because Somebody told me about that, and uh, it actually was from British uh, group. I have a British friend who actually told me that um, there is a choir uh, starting, and he can join. And I actually just finished dancing in Russian dancing group for ten years, and I was looking for something new, and it was just perfect moment. Wow! So you were you were previously doing Russian dancing before this? How interesting. <laughs> Yes, it, it was a group called Zabava and we danced, uh, it, group still exists and existed before me, but I've been dancing with them for 10 years and my daughter joined and danced with us as well since she was seven to when she becomes 17, so yeah. <laughs> now, please don't be offended by this, but the only Russian dancing I've ever done is there's a, there's, there's a famous pop song. It's so famous, I can't remember what it's called. Um, but it, uh, You probably know the one. Um, I, I think, I, I, you know, it's annoying when you want to remember something and you can't quite think of the Would it word. be Kalinka? Kalinka? Mm, no, no, it's not that one. No, that's a different song. That's ABBA. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe you're talking about Rasputin. Thank you. I am Rasputin. Yes, Rasputin. That's the one. (laughs) Oh my God. Not that I'm stereotyping at all, but yes, Rasputin. Do you know that? Yes, I know that. That's not a Russian Russian song. It's more like modernized. Is it it like uh, Atavan or somebody? I don't remember who who sings that, right? I've only just remembered the name of it, thanks to you. Don't expect me to remember the artist as well. (laughs) So is it actually Russian? 
No, no. It's I think it's a German group or Western group, basically European group, which basically took the Russian theme and put some uh, very, very skewed and very altered Russian history on the lyrics of that. <laughs> so basically, I've got this wrong on every conceivable level. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you get it right. Absolutely right. It's not about Russians and things about Russian history, just in that lyrical, you know, more like a fantasy world rather than real. Now, for Russian those listening, for those listening you can tell this has not been yeah. planned whatsoever. <laughs> we're just going along and we're just having a, a nice little chat on the microphone. This is what it's all about. But actually talking about Russia on a slightly more kind of um, informative <laughs> note and more accurate note. Um, so, yeah, we were just saying a few minutes ago that uh, you originally obviously come from Russia. Which part of Russia do you, do you originate from? Moscow. I'm from Moscow. I was born uh, and raised till I was 17 under Moscow, 30 kilometers from Moscow. And then I've moved to Moscow when I started my university. And I lived in Moscow until I uh, uh, departed to Canada. Yeah. So when would that have been? When did you come to Canada? So 1999, we came to Canada in May. And um, it was 20 years uh, last year, which was really nice. And um, the story how I came to Canada, because uh, as I mentioned to Jamie before, every time I meet someone, uh, people would ask me, so how did you decide to come to Canada? Well, first of all, my answer is, as anybody would say, I'm pretty sure, Jamie, you would agree that how can you not come to Canada, right? So <laughs> such a beautiful country, right? Agreed. But uh, my, my personal story is such that um, I've been working in oil and gas uh, business as professional since I was 22 years old after university. And um, at some point we had some uh, joint venture and agreement with Canadian company and we came to visit them in Calgary actually. And it was year 1996. And at that point, uh, people who where our hosts in here were very lovely people. They actually uh, took us to many places. We had a week of meetings and then on weekends, they took us to Banff, they took us to like Louise, all this usual beautiful suspects, right? So, and then uh, they basically, I've started to chatting with one of them and um, uh, get to know how life is here, how people are. It was a very long chat and very, very detailed and I came back to Russia after my trip and I said you know what I've been to such a beautiful country such a beautiful city and uh, life in there is so so beautiful and nice and people are really really nice and I loved it and so, I told it to my husband <laughs> so in a way you would you say then that that kind of work brought you here or was it part of it was that you 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 know you had this desire to come here after your visit no I actually haven't because I I'm very Russian in my heart I'm still am and I actually never thought of immigrating but then what happened is that <clears throat> what happened is that my husband he took this idea and he actually asked me uh, if I would like to immigrate a few years later and Russia at that point was going through very um turmoil situation in terms of um, economy, in terms of uh, social and political and many things, right? And these thoughts of immigrating and going to a different country uh, were on many Russians, uh, there are thoughts of many Russians and so is our family. And uh, when my husband proposed that, it was very 
scary to think about something like that, right? But uh, we started to not just think about it, but also um, working on that and putting papers together for us, for our children, and just to see if we can actually make a good life for ourselves in a different country. And what happened with me is also was quite unique. Uh, Moscow Embassy, which approved all those requests and all the document submission, actually had a very short practice um, where they would give you immediate reply, uh, basically the permission to enter the country if you scored quite a high score by your profession, by your language, by many, many other um, scaling point system which they had in there at the time. And um, I happened to be that, so it was rare, but I happened to be to score very high. And uh, we actually were given the permission to uh, come to Canada within two days where my husband promised me that it will be two years and we will be able to uh, think about it and think more. Wow. <laughs> so therefore how it happened is that I actually, <laughs> instead of thinking and having two years to, to you know, see what's happening in Russia and if we really wanted to leave, we actually were given uh, half a year to leave the country. So yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's my story. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not surprised, actually, because, in fact, now Tina told me, and I know that, um, you know, you and Tina are very good friends. Yes, and, uh, she yes, yes. She was, Tina. She was telling me what... <laughs> Svetlana says hi to Tina. Um, <laughs> she was telling me uh, what a highly educated lady you are. So um, when you were telling me there about how your points were, you know, <laughs> uh, how, you. how you... <laughs> You know, so it 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 doesn't surprise me in the the, the light in in the slightest. And you, it's it's funny because you were talking about um kind of coming from Russia to Canada. When I I personally have never been to Russia. Um, I, mm. it's somewhere I'd love to go and visit. Um, I I hear particularly that Saint Petersburg is is very very yes. nice. But but one of the things that I do hear about uh, Russia is that I think in some parts of it are probably even colder than here in Canada. Is that right? Yes, yes. Many parts of Russia are colder than Canada. Actually, I, when I came to Calgary, when I was going to Canada, I, everybody were sell, telling me, well, it's a cold country and all. I came to Calgary and guess what? Moscow climate is probably, I'd say, a bit harsher than Calgarian, Calgary climate simply because uh, what Alberta and Calgary has this beautiful sun shining on us pretty much 365, right? And uh, days and that's not many places in the earth have it, right? Moscow is a bit milder climate in terms of its weather and it's actually, um, temperature-wise, it's very similar, but it's not as shiny. So therefore, no, Calgary climate and Alberta climate, I love it. Well, <laughs> Even so it's dry, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, we know how dry it is. I mean, especially yes. in the winter time, the amount of cream we all go through is... Uh, untrue really but um so so when you kind of moved across here to um canada so did you I mean, we all when we people like yourself and myself and we leave our homes what are the, some of the things that you kind of missed from growing up in russia should i say and uh, and in relation to that question i'm curious to know what what was it like growing up in in you know in russia because i mean it's quite a <laughs> it's quite a country should we say and it has quite a history and a culture yes it's a very good question jamie actually because um the first part i uh, i was asked second part i actually haven't been asked much and i wish i can actually talk a bit on that 
because, well, first I will answer first part. As I said, I was very Russian. I am very Russian. And uh, for me to leave was very hard. And I'm pretty sure I will uh, resonate with many people in their hearts, right? When we leave to live in a different country, it's become our home. So as our previous country stays our motherland where we were born, it, this feeling, it's as beautiful as it's dual, right? And I'm pretty sure you would share with me the same feeling and many yes. people would do as well. So yeah. that's exactly how I felt when I left. And uh, that's how I feel right now. I love Canada. It's my home. But it doesn't mean I forget Russia as being my country where I was born. I feel for Russia. I feel for people there. And uh, we just basically, uh, we have two cultures in us. And that's how... I am, that's how us Russian people I know, and that's how uh, my children even are. So that, that's how it goes. Um, in, in terms of growing in Russia, I have to uh, say that the proper way of saying that would be that I was growing in Soviet Union. So Soviet Union, country which does not exist anymore, it's not exactly a, a Russia, because Russia uh, made a very different turn in its development and uh, in how uh, everything pretty much changed in Russia around uh, 80s and 90s. And I'm pretty sure you know about that. Everybody knows about that. And then country in which I was uh, brought up and born, Soviet Union, ceased to exist. And that country, uh, to be frank with you, was, was a good country. I loved it. And I was trying to isolate in my mind. Is it because I actually was thinking that it's my youth and I was born in there or because I actually uh, now can assess it just being from where I am right now. And I realized, no, it's actually, it was a very, very good country. Uh, the way uh, Western world, uh, uh, what, what Western world knew about Soviet Union, it's only one side of what was going on in there. So therefore it was a lot of great things happening in this uh, country, big country. And, what I like the most is that we live in, as one big country with many, many nationalities within this country and we lived in peace, right? That's what the most important thing for me and um, it was important thing for me. In my class, for example, I had about 50 nationalities in my school class, right? In my school uh, grade and um, we all were friends and I have friends from many, many different nationalities, and I'm used to it since I was very little. And uh, that's, that's a beautiful feeling, and that's a beautiful thing which Soviet, the Soviet Union had. Plus, um, when I came to Canada, uh, many people would ask me, how are you, um, because at work and all, how are you dealing with so many different people around you, so many different nationalities in Canada. And I would always say, which is true, it's actually very natural to me because that's how I was brought up. That's how I was raised and that's how I, I spent first part of my life, right? So therefore, that's the thing. i just not sure people realize about Soviet Union, but it's a beautiful thing. In my, when I was a little child in a daycare, and we had beautiful daycares, I would, um, uh, we would be uh, learn and uh, to sing and dance, uh, dances and songs from many, many different nationalities, Belarusians, Ukrainians, Georgians, um, uh, Kazakh, and we would dance them all. And 
uh, in performances when we would perform as children uh, for our parents, you know, recitals and things, right? And uh, that was part of uh, my bringing, and I really, really cherish and really, really value that. And I think that certainly that's really interesting because I actually had no idea personally, and I'm not sure whether others did listening on this, that I I didn't realise that um, there was such a kind of a multinational mix kind of around the time that you maybe, you you know, you would have been growing up. But then I noticed that as you went on to talk about um, some of those different cultures, um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're, some of the countries which makes more sense to me that you're mentioning are kind of Kazakhstan, Georgia, um, those kind of neighbouring countries. Is that right? Yeah, they used to be a part of big Soviet Union. That would be one country like you would, if you'd say, take America, right? And it has its states. That's how it was within uh, Soviet Union, right? So that's why it's a bit saddening for me how it's all fell apart. And that's how it's all uh, not even in a good terms often right now. It's very sad to um, see that and uh, witness that actually. Uh, for me as being brought up in that country and it's not just for me for anybody who was brought up in that country actually and tell us a little bit about your children because how old well they may i'm sure they're not children <laughs> so much anymore they're probably grown adults how young adults what do they do <laughs> so um my, my children are uh so my son alexander he's uh, 17 he's turning uh, he's turning 18 on april 25th <laughs> Oh, coming up in a few days. So. Coming up, yes. <laughs> yeah. And my daughter Anastasia, she's um, uh, 20, turning 22 on the 23rd, April 23rd. We have all kinds of jokes about that from our friends, but <laughs> so, <yeah>. anyway. <laughs> so, so, you have, so you basically have to do a couple of days apart. 23rd and 25th, exactly. Yeah. Four years and, tw- and several days apart, two days apart. <laughs> you so, planned everything. Uh, Svetlana, you planned absolutely everything. Isn't that Jamie? No stone was oh, left unturned. Yes, that's, that's right. That's yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that's exactly the reason. (laughs) Brilliant. I love it. (laughs) And so what, what, I mean, obviously you, you talking about you, uh, you know, you were doing sort of dancing and stuff before um, you joined Cool Choir. So um, I'm guessing though, um, that you've always had sort of an interest in singing and, you know, you've always wanted to, to maybe delve into the, the, the world of singing a bit. Is that right? Um, no music. That's one other thing we can talk about uh, growing up in Russia. When you grow up in Russia as a child, or Soviet Union uh, for that matter, uh, when I was growing up, um, the music is part of you. Like often it's classical music. I was dragged to ballets and classical performance of all kinds of sorts since I was five, right? So, and I would, uh, first I would be falling asleep in them and then at seven I would hold for half of it. And then at eight I would be actually hold through entire sync. And then at 11 I would be uh, looking forward so, <laughs> to going, that's how it goes. So yes. therefore all Russian brought up is this, if you want many Russians, this is classical background, right? So in music, in uh, symphony music, in uh, opera, in ballet, in, uh, in folk music and um, folk songs. So therefore, yes, it's part of Russian culture. Uh, I remember when I was growing up in Russia, we would have a family of Sochi people gathering for my grandma's birthday and after the very hearty Russian meal, as, as you all know, <laughs> nothing healthy about it. Aww. So uh, <laughs> we would have this um, uh, singing of songs, right? People would just sing songs for, for, for hours, for two, three hours after the meal, after tea, after all the spice and things, we would sing songs, right? 
and those would be beautiful, soulful, really cool Russian songs. So, of course, uh, when my children grow up, they'd be part of that too, because we do, I keep a tradition, we do it with our family, because in our family gathering and birthday, it's always uh, several generations, and uh, we, we do that as well. I'm pretty sure, like, uh, you know, the singing abilities are as in cool choir is actually, uh, it doesn't matter, right? So it's just you sing with your soul and heart and everybody joining in and at the end there's a beautiful beautiful music produced right i love that and, people sing yes, that's really nice yes. little quote there that you've that you've mentioned there that people yes. sing with their soul and sing with their heart and you know you are absolutely right it doesn't it doesn't matter you know how well or badly you think you don't think you sing i think if you sing with your your heart and your soul i think that is the most important thing i think that's a beautiful little um quote that you've taken away today and and i always talk about music being kind of a very universal language but on the subject of language i myself am very curious and we're going to give our listeners a little bit of a giggle now so um i'm a little curious myself of the russian language because i don't know too much about it my husband is polish and i know yes, that there are right. some <laughs> similarities between obviously Polish and Russian but not too many I know but I mean I sometimes I've heard people speaking in Russian in the streets and I've mistakenly thought they were Polish and uh, you know so I, I, I can definitely hear some similar similarities but I thought it would be fun maybe today if you uh, could maybe try to teach me a couple of words in Russian um, clean words Svetlana please if possible would be great <laughs> um, and, uh, and then we can all have a good laugh at me completely messing up the pronunciation because if it's anything like polish i really struggle with it so what would you like to teach me today <laughs> do you want me to ask or you want me to give you one <laughs> i want i want you to lead whatever you feel that you want to teach sounds me. good yeah. how about i'll teach you the word uh, choir it's actually easier easy three letter very very simple word oh yeah so yeah, i would love to what's the word for choir in russian so word for choir is if uh, the first one is a bit hard, the letter. So if you do the sound out of K and H, that's the sound. And then next one is O and then R. So it's HOR, HOR. HOR, HOR. There, okay, hor. right? You get I'll, it, right? So. Ah, now interesting, because that is very similar to yes. um, the Polish word, but yes. I think it's definitely pronounced like differently. I'm, I'm sure with the, in the Polish, and if Kaz is listening to this, he'll be crucifying me, but I'm sure it's something along the lines of Hura. It may be, it's similar, but yes, choral, right? Coming from choral, yes. Choral, coring from, yes, exactly. Perfect. Okay. Now we're going to challenge, I think I need to be challenged even a bit more now. So how would I say, I would like a biscuit, please. <laughs> because I, that's a phrase that I used many times a day in whatever language. <laughs> actually, you know what, in Russian, Russian language is very interesting language. It's actually complex, but it's, it's uh, in a sense, it's very, very um, easy to, because in Russian, you can actually just say, uh, biscuit and that's gonna do right <laughs> it's uh, ah. everybody will understand what you want so, okay, so you let me just that, that i'm i'm just thinking then is that is the reason for that then so because i notice people that come from sort of 
you know, Russia or Eastern Europe. Like, often they do struggle with the word um, the in the English language. Yes. I, don't mean to, I don't mean to pronounce the word. What I mean no. is that, like, I'll often hear, I'll often hear people saying, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm going to rehearsal rather yes. than I'm going to the rehearsal or I'm going to awesome. restaurant. I go to it restaurant rather right. than I go to the restaurant. Is that connected with that in some way? That's the hardest. You know, I, you probably can tell my English is not bad, right? And I've been here for 20 years and I tried and I was really, really trying to get my language uh, better and through work as well. But uh, the and a, I still struggle with them. After 20 years, while I know so much vocabulary and I actually read English literature, I love it. I'm actually still struggling with the and a because it's like very hard for any other language speaking people to to know where you put it. I have a good sense right now, but every single time I put the text together, big text, for example, for work, and then I'll get it run it by someone. The only thing they would correct is one the or one a at some point. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Absolutely right. <laughs> so, so it's, it's that okay. sound when you when we which we take for granted we don't think about it's that the sound the word the it's that yeah. the it's that yes. the the yes. sound and, and where can... to both where to put it and the sound itself because yes. in Russian mm. uh, Russian tend to say it the which is uh, very very hard the right so uh, and that need to train myself to put my tongue behind my teeth and yes. don't partially tease too much and all that uh, jazz, right? So, and make it the, right? <laughs> so back easy. to my original question, Svetlana, <laughs> how do I say in Russian, I would like a biscuit, please? Okay, I'll give you two versions. One is uh, short. If you just want a biscuit, you can just say biscuit word, right? So, uh, pichenye, pichenye. Bichinya. Or is it Bichinya? Bichinya. Bichinya. And you pronounce it Bichinya. Yeah, you sound great, great, great. And then if you actually wanted this polite, very, very proper form, which also mostly used, you'd say, Dai mne, пожалуйста, Bichinya. Okay, here we go. Just say that one more time for me. Dai mne, пожалуйста, Bichinya. Okay, here we go. Dai mne, Perfect. Jimmy, you'd get so many biscuits from Russians with that phrase. You cannot believe it. And it would be good Russian food biscuits. I get enough biscuits from Canadians. Usually from all the wonderful choir members that bring me this endless supply of shortbread. So, right. so, I'm wondering if I was running a choir in Russia, what kind of biscuits I would get. They'd probably oh. be quite specific. Oh. <laughs> Not that I need biscuits, as you can tell, looking at me. Oh. But listen, it has been a joy and a pleasure to yes. uh, chat with you today. And it's been not only informative, but really educational as well. I've learned so much. <laughs> I've learned some Russian language. You've given us a really great picture of kind of, you know, growing up in Russia and the cultural side of it and your big move to Canada. And it's just, uh, it's just Oh, it's what it's all about. I just love to hear these personal stories. And thank you so much for coming on our podcast and uh, sharing all of this wonderful uh, stuff with us. Thank you very much, Jamie. It was my pleasure. I'm very, very um, happy that during this times of uh, uncertainty and this world, which we all don't like right now, COVID, we can actually do some things which are not related to that and actually uh, feel better and have some a joy and fun with them and thank you very much for uh, continuing podcast and doing that all for us thank you so much it's my pleasure <laughs> and you stay safe <laughs> thank you so much and everybody too please <laughs> bye 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 all right bye 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 
Thank you for tuning in to Cool Chats today. We'll be back soon with another episode profiling the personal stories of another member or members of our Cool Choir community across Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Until then, remember to sing loud and proud, everyone. Oh, yeah.